Hey guys, welcome to Stock Talk. It's Trevor Kirkpatrick, as always, with my good friend, Corey Edge. Uh, Corey, we have a few guys in today that uh, we know pretty darn well. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that you just called me your friend, though. I figured, I thought we were we were closer than that. But yeah, uh do have a couple guys in, 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 on, uh, on this week's episode that I would think know a little thing or two about, you know, What's going on in in the podcast industry even? Yeah, they they actually are a couple of guys who are trying to do some podcasts themselves that we ran across. So uh, before we get into that discussion, uh, we want to thank our great supporters and friends at Walton Webcasting. Uh, They are going to be at the World Pork Expo next week Uh, covering that. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. It's like everybody and their brother. Can't figure out that it's the exposition this year. I swear. I just see it on Facebook. I see it on Snapchat. It's just, you know, people can't accept change. And quite frankly, <laughs> it annoys the shit. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. That. <laughs> to be I, honest, I, 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 uh, I do it without even thinking about yeah. it. I mean, well, it's been I mean, for years. So. Yeah. I'm, you can't do anything about it. Things change. People change. Names change. You know, it's just like anything else in this world, current world we live in. Uh, things can change apparently just by the drop of a hat or, or an, or a, uh, or a surgical blade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, Walton webcasting will be covering the entire show. So, uh, be sure to check out, uh, their live stream. I mean, they're, they're on the road somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, but they have the, uh, in the know and, uh, livestock legends. We've been talking about all this. So if you're not on there yet, I don't know what you're doing, quite frankly. Uh, you need to jump on waltonwebcasting.com and stockcenter.tv and get into some of their information that they are just pouring out. Also, if you go on stockcenter.tv, you might see the Stock Talk podcast ad banner running across. Click to listen. Thank you. All right. Yeah. That's my plug. <laughs> a little bit of a plug. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but for real, them guys are incredible about what they do. Uh, they have uh, sponsored us here. So uh, that goes without saying, if you know of somebody or you or somebody that wants to be a sponsor for this ep- or this uh, whole entire podcast, reach out to us. There is a ton of opportunities. And uh, we're working with some other people, too, that are going to be uh, kind of next level. So uh, we're uh, pretty excited about that. You know, not not to beg for sponsorships or anything, but I'd like to think that the people that have already been involved with us are reaping the benefits of it. So I just just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I think it's a we're we're liking what we're doing with each other. So it's been pretty darn good. So speaking of the exposition, I'll say it right this time. <laughs> uh if you're there, even if you're in the area, come join us and visit with us. It's going to be one heck of a good time. Uh, there on Monday night at 6 p.m., we're going to be at the Sunglow stage doing uh, they're what they're calling the Sunglow Town Hall Industry Insights from Industry Influencers, getting to talk to a bunch of those, like a panel of industry influencers. Uh, that'll be awesome on Monday night. The next day at 1230, we'll be on the same location doing a live episode. So if you aren't even in the pig industry, but happen to want to come to our live episode, we'll be in Des Moines, Iowa, the Iowa State Fairgrounds. Big things happening. 
at that event in particular. Uh, we are not going to reveal on the podcast who our our guests will be, uh, but stay tuned on social media because we will may, be making that announcement. Uh, and another thing, we've talked about it for weeks, I feel like. The, yes. f- the folks at Fierce Threads have a huge announcement. We don't know what it is. Nobody know. Nobody. Know. I mean, I don't even know nobody if they know. know what it is, but they probably do. <laughs> but yeah. But, but Mark Stanley, co-owner of Fierce Threads, is going to be at our live episode making this announcement of what they got to bring to the people. And I saw a video on their Facebook page, and it looks like. You know, I don't want to take any wild guesses, but it looks like there might be some sort of cool apparel line coming out. I'm not sure. (laughs) So come come listen to Mark reveal the huge announcement that we've all been waiting for. And come come get your stock talk gear because we'll be there with it. Yeah. I mean, check uh, out the Snapchat. If you haven't already seen the Snapchat, I feel like a lot of people have. Uh, maybe Trevor will do another update with all of our, all of our hats that we got in t-shirts are in. It's just, we're, we're rolling. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. Online store coming soon. I mean, yeah, I felt, uh, you know, i kind of left everybody on a cliffhanger, but yeah, that online store is coming real quick. Uh, but we want to kind of make the exposition, the first opportunity for you to get some stock talk gear. Uh, that is all going to be there and they are sweet. So make sure you come find us in the cattle barn at the Iowa state fairgrounds and get your gear. And if you can't make it, we'll have that online store. Don't you worry. Yes. Or just send us a message. We'll figure it out. All right, guys, without further ado, let's get to your guests. Hi guys, it's us. Hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, oh, gotcha. Well, well, Trev, we we we've always decided here. You know, every ten episodes, we are going to kind of reflect a little bit on the cool stuff that we've heard and seen, and maybe give the give the people a, a flavor for what you and I uh, have thought about everything. And episode number twenty is actually going to be in our live episode Des Moines. So that's going to be kind of our big, you know, cool episode number 20. So we're going to, we're going to prematurely give you our, our thoughts on, you know, the top five episodes yes. that we've heard. And let's rewind. Don't forget if you're not there, don't worry. We'll post the live episode, the recording from the live episode next week. So don't worry about that. It'll be here just like you're listening right now. So uh, it'll be recorded a day early for those in attendance. However, we'll get that posted a week from today and we'll have it rolling. So Trevor's going to slave editing this, yeah. this episode, this live episode over a bush light. Yeah. <laughs> just figuring it out because <laughs> the editing process, people don't understand. I don't even understand half of it, but Trevor, I it's, edit all these things. I mean, the music, all that cool stuff. It's all him. Like I thought I was tech savvy enough to plug in an Xbox into a TV, but that's about as far as it goes for me. Oh, well, it's a bunch of YouTube videos and cussing and discussing about how to figure it out, but we're getting there. You know, the uh, YouTube is a great invention. It really is. It's kind of the the deal. So, I guess that's what to expect. Uh, all you, we can call you stalkers now. 
I think that'd be a cool, cool stock club. Women, stock women, stalkers, stock, stock talkers. Uh, so every 10 episodes, we're just going to kind of pause and rewind about, uh, everybody that we've seen up to this point, some thoughts we have, some announcements, whatever. So like Corey said, next week's our 20th, we'll have a live episode. So we're going to push it up a week, uh, and do our top five episodes going from number five, working our way down. Hey, before we start this list, can I just say we've, we've made it to to well we're going to at least make it to 20 episodes and we've we started this thing five months ago that's crazy just uh to give you some perspective Corey and the listeners out there i got some data for y'all Ooh, stats stats twenty seven thousand two hundred all-time plays well we have approximately 2200 plays per week Stop we it. are in 24 different countries. The last 10 episodes are the data that they gave us for the last 10. Those no have been way. played in 24 different countries. Canada, hey, the UK, Spain, Canada, Australia. Dude, we've got, we've, got, we've got a lot of people from Canada. Yeah. I, I want to hear from that. some of you guys. Like, just send us a message. What do, you, yeah. what do you guys think? You know, you're across the border. We're neighbors. But what do you guys think about this deal? That'd be cool. Uh, we are in uh, 1,034 different cities that we call the United States. USA. And speaking USA. of, uh, you guys there in Indianapolis have been killing it. Like, you are always the, the top city. So, uh, shout out to the indie folks. Um, I know. So, I love yeah. That city. Just some data there for you to kind of give you a, a idea where we're at. So, the way that these top five episodes are ranked our number of plays so it's how many times you guys have played them and we get that data and we're going to start with number five brent titus brent titus was number five and uh, that was one of our first episodes or i guess the second guest we've ever had on wasn't it Corey? number two you're right and uh that was a uh, that was pretty cool i mean i've seen um brent around the different shows and he you know he's uh been the official there at the the collegiate contest there with the judging program. So that's kind of how I know him, but you know him even better on the sheep side of thing. And uh, he was, he was one where we really didn't have a damn clue what we were doing, but thankfully he's well-spoken enough and is intriguing enough to have a conversation with and actually kind of conducted it for us. (laughs) Dude, in that interview, I set I set the mic up on a feed bucket upside down in his office and we were just we were just chilling. There was some use in the background, you know, fussing and, and trying to trying to lamb and we were just, you know, we were being disruptive. But it was I've been to Brent's before, uh his new lambing barn though, I hadn't been in yet at that point in time. So it was kind of cool to see that. He had a new lambing barn set up home office, all that good stuff. And I, I knew walking in there after Brent told me that pure enough died. I just was like, Whoa, this interview just got a lot bigger than what I thought it was going to. Right. Oh yeah. So Corey, what was your favorite moment during that, uh, that entire interview? Oh man. See the, the deal is, is I was there in person with right. him to talk about this. So, so, um, 
you could see in his in his body language and his face when we started talking about pure enough's legacy like you could just see it was it was eating him alive a little bit that he was really gone mm-hmm. and and you know i i've been around and seen livestock and had had you know animals that were special to me but but ones that not only make an impact on your program but on an industry just to I don't know what that feeling's like, but I can only imagine that that Brent and his family uh, and those that were involved with Pure Enough, you know, close enough to just feel that kind of attachment to a, to a piece of livestock that's shaped your whole program. That I mean, that right there was a big moment for me because I got to see it in person and just kind of relate to it in some way. And I was like, man, I can't believe, or I couldn't wrap my head around, you know, owning a piece of livestock that good that had that kind of a, you know, influence on things and then just have to bury him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that was kind of mine too. I mean, I, I wasn't there, but even hearing his voice, I mean, when he would stop and pause and just kind of process what he's going to think next, you know, a guy's passionate when he talks about, uh, a piece of his program that's now gone and something he's still going to build on. And, and, and to kind of preface this whole conversation, he kind of led up to, you know, his purchases and how he got his flock together. And, you know, that's the wagon he hitched to and kind of took with it. Um, and his wife told him when we can't cut this one, he was wanting to win a weather show with them. Uh, and look what happened. I, I that that was really cool to get started with uh, this whole podcast because that was uh, a story that many don't hear about and it was very time sensitive and and kind of good for the time i guess so um that was cool but i guess a lighter hearted favorite part of that ep- that episode was <laughs> the whole bassmaster uh <laughs> a bit that was kind of that was the first episode where we launched social smash Corey. that yeah, was, it our, was that was our first social smash and <laughs> i kind of let off with the the bassmaster and he's like oh you just said it four times you got to pay will winner 25 bucks a piece every time you say that it's like oh hell <laughs> yeah uh we're, we probably racked up quite a tab on that now since yeah. then <laughs> yeah we'll have to offset uh, it with some ads or something yeah something like that i guess well uh i i was really impressed with brent's social media that's which is why we wanted to launch you know social smash for his episode because i love watching brent titus on social media it's hilarious like he's very especially, good at it i mean he's oh there all my the gosh time. yeah and if you get if you get titus and wintex on the same post it just it gets almost out of hand but to a point where it's freaking hilarious yeah oh yeah yep I've seen that at a couple of those baby pig sales where I was down to. They're uh, they're good friends too, and that yeah, they're both really good at the social yeah. media. Aspect. Little little known, uh, we didn't really talk about this with Brent, but he's an auctioneer. He sells a lot of pigs. Really, I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he sells a lot of pigs. He, I, I don't know what else uh, he's dabbled in before, but yeah, Titus is kind of an all around uh, stockman. I think he he's into racehorsing too, and I mean it's yeah. He's got a lot going on. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, wow. All right, episode in our top five. Here's number four. Miles Tenius. Oh, and yeah. 
And I really like the approach we took with Miles on this one because we went, instead of focusing on the show pig deal, which most people recognize him from, we, we went the other route and went cattle. So, so Trev, tell me, what's, what's the big moment for you for the Miles episode? Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was kind of uh, a different approach. You know, everybody knows Miles in the show pig barn, um, but it, the whole conversation for me was really intriguing to hear how actually multi-species he is, and many don't know that. Um, but I really appreciated the fact uh, when he started talking about him and his grandpa, and it was a very quick moment, but uh, he just kind of said, you know, when we said, why are you doing the show cattle thing, and how many do you have? And he's like, be honest with you. I just want a set of cows out in the pasture so my grandpa can look out the window and see him before he dies. You know, that's that was pretty stinking sentimental moment. Yeah, that was way awesome. I thought, you know, for a for a guy to be as busy as he is traveling all over the country, uh, he still wants his grandpa to see them cows out in pasture and just, uh, you know, live his last few hopefully years the the best, you know, and uh, I I thought that was pretty cool. And, And, you know, we can go on and on with 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 what miles said but again he's one that just sat down with us uh busy on an evening and it did not keep him from having a short interview because he was passionate about the reason why he does what he does and the the kids that he's helping uh both in the cattle and the pig industry and uh, just to hear a multi-species opinion um from a guy who is deemed one species was really cool yeah i was i was you know, my favorite part, well, I had a lot of things. I mean, that was a long episode. That was probably, besides um, another one, that was probably one of our very first longer episodes that we did. Mm-hmm. And, and But it didn't feel long. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's the kind of conversation it was. And and the best part, I thought, um, was, was when Miles started talking about uh, the first time he went and bought a set of steers for a sale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just the nerves and, and then the build up and anticipation. And, you know, as we talk throughout the episode, I mean, he talks, he kind of brings it full circle. Like, man, looking back now, those, those times didn't seem, seem so bad because, you know, you start picking up steam and, and you get a lot more on your plate. And so, yeah, I thought it was cool to just kind of hear, you know, the inner workings of being multi-species, having the opportunity to have different people in your corner and and help you, you know, take the next step. And, and you know, though he said he was kind of following in Mark's footsteps with the show cattle deal, he he wanted to do it for him. And, and like you said, for his, his grandpa and his family he used to raise cattle. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. That was... That was way cool, and and his bottle of chill the bleep out. I think I think we can uh, get that marketed pretty quick. Uh, not, just so people know, that's not going to premiere at the exposition. We wish it was. Couldn't get yeah. the patent figured out before then. Come to find out, there's a lot of paperwork that needs to come with bottling anything. So. My Atlanta, my yeah. Atlanta. The whole supplement game is just. I don't know how people have the time to figure out what's what, and I just. I just assume use the stuff you know. Yeah, word. But chill the bleep out needs to make a freaking <laughs> appearance soon. Preach. Yeah, for sure. All right, next on the list, number three, David Korb with 
valuing the belt. Uh, we did that episode. Actually, it didn't seem very long ago, but I guess it's been what over a month. Um, we it's, went down it was, to. Uh, it was like seven episodes ago, dude. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? Jeez. But we, uh, he was getting ready for a pig sale and, uh, I didn't live very far from that location where he was going to have that sale. And I was like, well, if you're going to be around, I wouldn't mind putting a mic in front of your face and talking about a few, few topics, including the Hampshire topic. He's like, yes, when and where. <laughs> so he was all about that. But, uh, yeah, let's highlight some of those, uh, top moments. Yeah. Um, my one of one of the most interesting discussions besides you know the whole Hampshire talk and what he brought to the board and all that was you know the the concept you know behind the closed herd and and what that's allowed them to do you know building a nucleus of of females that are the kind they want you know genetics that no hardly anybody else has uh, from a standpoint of like, they're just not selling a bunch of those gilts out that their best gilts to be shown and, and exhibited and other people get to breed on. So, um, you know, and, and they're not bringing other stuff in to their own place. Right. And so, yeah. you know, that, that intrigues the hell out of me because there's not a lot of people that do that because everybody, you know, you want to win. And the fact that they're, they're still successful, not selling their best gilts, you know, just imagine at a point in time when Corp finally talks his dad into letting letting some of them things be shown or leased or whatever. Yeah, I you know the it's it's just so cool to me. And, but but really, the passion he's got for the Hampshire breed is you know for a for a younger guy to to be that amped up and fired up about you know making an impact and doing something that's going to help you know bring positivity and progression to the breed and make it better. I mean, there's not, there's just not a whole lot of people out there like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, I hate to say it like this cause he's our age, but we get such a dark cloud put over our generation of, yeah, they're just young jocks trying to move livestock around and they think, uh, Oh, you know, just like the, the uh, social smash we had there a couple, I guess it was the last episode uh, that kid calls in and um, the two, two of the guy who sent sent me the social smash. And it's like, come on, like you're the reason why we're getting <laughs> such a bad rap. And then you got guys like Corb who are really trying to promote the deal. And uh, you sit there and think like well, one of my favorite parts of the, the whole episode was just talking about, you know, one of my questions I had for him was, you know, how'd you get to selling boards like you do now? You know, you haven't been in it long considering your age and how long you've been doing it, but you're kicking it out of the park when it comes to selling boars. And he went into the story of, you know, when his mom said, well, when you get a hundred thousand dollar boar, I'll be, you know, I'll be surprised or I'll be happy for you or whatever. And, uh, she went out to the barn one time or whatever the story was, you have to go back and listen to get the exact words, but, uh, looked down at leaps and said, is this the hundred thousand dollar boar? And he said, I think so. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Three times that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, th- those stories are cool as hell to, to, to think uh, that a guy like that can can just share with us. And we're fortunate enough to do that. But, you know, uh, a, a uh, operation of, of his quality and, and stature for the industry and, and just to kind of hear the backstory. And, you know, he talked about his dad, uh, you know, how he got started and a very uh, white 
background with Landris and Yorkshire base. And uh, I think you even alluded to that. It's probably why the, the Hampshire's got so fast. They had to get some color back in there, but yeah, right. Uh, but you're pretty, you're right on the head there with, I think it was, I didn't know he was a closed herd until that point. And uh, to have the amount of quality and females he has without getting any back is pretty, pretty fascinating. Right. Well, the other thing too, that people got to realize is that there is only 40 plays difference separating Corbin Miles, which just goes to show you two young guys amongst, you know, our list, you'll probably guess is a little bit older, some of, you know, in the top five. So two guys under 30 in the top five playlist just goes to show you how much impact they've got on the industry. And, yep. and that's what's inspiring to me. And, you know, if there's, if there's guys young and old out there listening, you know, I think, and guys and gals out there listening, I I think it's what's so cool about this deal is we've kind of, we've kind of found out who the, who the players are and who the, who the people are that are going to impact the industry. And we ain't too far off. (laughs) Like it's our, it's our turn to step up and do it. And I hope, I hope we kind of are doing that Trev with this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and that's just an aside from any any young person listening. I mean, you got to serve your time. You know, the, these guys did not wake up one day and decide to start raising livestock and knocked it out of the park. You know, it took a hell of a lot of uh, discouraging times. I'm sure there's some buckets kicked and some, stri- some spray bottles thrown, but it takes patience and the tough survive. And, you know, to hear, like you just said, to hear young, young, generations like that just to get after it i hope the young people listening now understand that that was not an overnight success but they kept pushing when they got a little knocked down i mean we know those guys kind of personally and uh you know they're still humble enough to to let us talk to them and and pull out their story so uh that is encouraging though Corey. i mean uh to to think about what kind of impact you can have without even doing it and you know to be pretty crass, I think if you if you're out there thinking I want to make a big impact, I want to make a big impact. The entire time you're trying to make an impact, you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. Exactly. I mean, we if all want to be just, successful, but yeah, I mean, if you're out there just making livestock better, making young kids' life better, helping out families, whatever it may be, whatever aspect of the industry you're in, if you do it to the fullest, you're going to make an impact without trying to make an impact. Well, and like, and then to the those older guys that listen to us, I mean, I, I think it just it speaks volumes both to to you as mentors, and then also, you know, to the ones maybe that are a little bit questionable of of how they view, you know, the the younger generation. I mean, here we are, man. <laughs> like, right, we're uh, we're we're getting it done, and and though you might get pissed off at some kid that came out to to. Uh, wash and blow your your show cattle and didn't quite do it the way you you thought or they came out one day and didn't come back you know those are very few and far between in this deal yep all right number two and honestly comes to no surprise our very very first interview that we did mr jim mccoy with it's a brave new world yeah that was (laughs) Honestly, that's one I want back. I would love to interview Jim McCoy again and talk about more. I mean, we understand more of how to conduct an interview now. Just 
the way it happens. Uh, so I think having to do him again would be awesome. Thankfully, like we've said before, he is a very, very well-spoken, and you can listen to him for about 24 hours straight and not have to worry about it. So thankful yeah. for that. Um, but that was a special one for me. I mean, he is family to me. He's my great uncle, uh, my grandma's brother. And uh, to be able to sit on the, the family farm there and just uh, in his in his dining room, and just uh, tried to figure out all the chords. At that point, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So he was sitting there laughing at us while we were trying to get everything hooked up. But uh, no, that was special uh, just to be able to to sit there and talk to a guy I've looked up to my entire life, still do to this day, and uh, the history behind. I mean, there was some stuff in that episode where I had I didn't even know existed with the you know the forty dollar hogs and and how he got started, and I didn't realize he started pigs by seeing another 4-H project. And he, he said, why do you have pigs? And then it got started. Although his dad kind of had some of those pigs there at the farm. So, and obviously that was a history lesson. I mean, holy buckets. I don't care what industry or what species you're in. That's one you need to go back and listen to. It, that, was it was, tip the, that was tip of the iceberg too. Oh my gosh. If you, uh, I mean, he is another guy where, you know, he won't he won't sit there at during while he's busy and tell you the whole story. But in the right time at the right place, he will give you his time of day. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, that really like Jim. So that makes it easy. Yeah. I mean, you you kind of you uh, you stole my 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 one of the nuggets that I pulled out of that episode that I thought was kind of funny, but also makes you take a step back and realize that, you know the progression that the industry's had, but first pigs he ever bought $40, $40 hogs that were at the tail end of a sale. Yeah. I mean, just in to think, you know, even on that, maybe on average, you just got to throw another zero behind that and, and, you know, to buy a county fair pig, you know, and then, and then talk about maybe adding another zero to buy state fair expo, you know, get beyond that. And then, and then listening to him tell the story of how, you know, those Piatron boars, you know, they put an ad in, um, what magazine was it? The, uh, hog farmer, hog farmer. Yeah. Something. And to, when he tells the story about that, I like sin chills up my spine when he said, and at the bottom, we coined a phrase, it's a brave new world, and that's all it said. And I was just like, I mean, jaw kind of drops. Because when you think about somebody that's doing uh, marketing today, I don't know that anybody's ever come up with a cooler phrase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that was that was good. I uh, I really, and and to be able to start with him, I thought was way cool. Yeah, I don't think we probably could have picked a better place to start in in a because you know the a lot of, a lot majority of the people that we know are involved in the show pig deal. B uh, Jim and, and the McCoy you know family has been such a you know special place for you and you know me me and you being friends and growing up and in this deal you know since. Uh, since we started our time at Blackhawk, I mean, there's, there's countless times that I've been to Ohio and, and made it a point to either stop by there or drive by and just say, Hey, because you know, just good people. Oh, definitely. All right, folks, our number one episode up to this point 
with the most listens. This episode had 2,000 listens in a matter. Oh, oh well, yeah. Uh, and it had 2,000 listens in a matter of 10 days. That's a bunch. If people don't realize how podcast works, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Todd Caldwell with quote unquote clean and dry. Oh man, that one, you know, I, that one blew up and to no surprise. Um, and, and we could talk about, you know, Todd talking about all of his, his, you know, fun stories of how he got started and all these, you know, the, the guys that influenced him back in the day. I mean, those stories were awesome, but this one was one for the people. I mean, oh, if that yeah. if that did not get you just excited and laughing and and relating to everything that we're trying to do, I mean, I'm just gonna say it. We almost called this episode "quote unquote" the letter. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. when when he starts on that, the the topic of you know the well, now not anonymous letter that was sent out, you know, about his family. I like people have been like, what did you do? I was sitting at my desk behind my microphone. Darn near shitting myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to and, and you don't want to say, I mean, that's a, it's great content. B, you don't want to say anything during that moment. Just let the man talk because, it's a it's a real deal, and you know I'm not so sure a whole lot of people just knew about that. I mean, yeah, people did, but well, I'll tell you what, Corey. After that episode, I had probably three or four different messages, texts, calls, whatever. Of hey, I had no idea what a podcast was, and somebody told me that Todd Caldwell was on there. I jumped on and found you guys, played that episode first, and I had to know what the other ones were about. So that was one of those episodes where, I mean, that's probably one where most people just listen to that one. But there's content that uh, I my notes on that episode was I wrote down, let it rip. He had (laughs) no filter, which was awesome. But yet to hear his family history, where he kind of started and to win every cattle major show except Denver's incredible. Yeah, except Denver. So figure that one out, Caldwell. We're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was impressed. You know, the thing the thing that was so cool is from the outside looking in, you know, people might view uh Todd or or people like Todd that have a lot of success, you know, in a different way. But we got him on the mic and talk about just a straight up good down to earth guy, easy to talk to. And the coolest thing about that whole deal, regardless of what our discussions were, is did you notice how many times he brought up his family and how just special it was that they got to do yep. all that together? That's that's probably why they're so close knit and why right. that letter meant the what it did. Exactly. I mean, he, he's you know, Todd will go to bat for you, you know, as long as you're you're on his team and not uh not trying to I don't know what to say here, but you you got to be you got to be personable with anybody. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's a guy that can do it on a high level and still, and still beat your ass too. Yep. (laughs) In the story. There's no doubt. There's no doubt.
Well, folks, those are our top five, uh, all of our top five episodes up to this point. And that makes me realize, Corey, uh, there's a lot of reasons where we probably do this. Uh-huh. Um, and some of which are, are what you're going to hear pretty soon. Uh, we've come up with something, folks listening, called The Reason. The reason why you do what you do, you need to stop and think about that. Is it for self-gain? Is it for the families that you help? Is it for your kids? Is it for your parents? Um, just stop and reflect about that. But we've put together a little bit of an audio that we will end you with. We'll end this episode with what we call the reason. You would have to talk long and hard to me to ever convince me that there's a better way to raise our children than, than, than in the livestock show industry. It's all good. It's a brave new world. <laughs> We give young people the opportunity to be successful, not just in the livestock industry, not just in agriculture, but in any part of life that they want to be. On my way home, I told my dad, I said, I want to be an auctioneer like that guy. And my dad said, well, if you are, you better be a damn good We coined the phrase at the bottom uh bottom of that ad, uh, it's a brave new world. That's all we said. And the phone just started lighting up. That's a cutthroat industry. we got to win. You know, I mean, otherwise... End of the day, that's a goal. Yeah, if you want to make money selling pigs, you got to win. And right. even not make money, if you want to break even, right. you right. got to win. The future is the guys your age, the girls your age, the ones that's younger. Mm-hmm. Make it a good experience.